step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. I want to take a moment and have a real heart-to-heart with you. If you're able, place your hand over your heart right now. Can you feel it? That's your heartbeat telling you that you're alive. It's the same for a pre-born baby. Their heart begins to form at conception, and at just three weeks, it's already beating. At five weeks, a baby's heartbeat can be heard on ultrasound. We've partnered with Preborn because we need to help these precious babies. Every day, Preborn's network of clinics rescues 200 babies from abortion. When a mother with an unplanned pregnancy meets her baby on ultrasound and hears their heartbeat, it's a divine encounter. The doubles a baby's chances at life. By six weeks, eyes are forming. By 10 weeks, a little baby is able to suck his or her thumb. For just $28, you can be the difference between the life or death of a child. And if you're a business owner, perhaps you can consider a larger donation for a write-off because we know the government isn't working on saving babies. A donation of 1000 2000 20000 all gifts are tax deductible and will reach eternity. Get involved today to donate just dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby. That's pound 250. Say the keyword baby or donate securely at preborn.com slash verdict. That's preborn.com slash verdict. Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? Well, you could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable, so you can run big appliances like your fridge even longer. And best of all, the new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans already trust Patriot Power Generators. So go to the number four, patriots.com slash verdict to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included for free. Go right now to the number four, patriots.com slash verdict. So a couple years ago, I hit 40 years old, and man, did things change. I didn't have the same strength and vitality that I had before, and I didn't have what I wanted, and that was the ability to work out and have a blast doing it. So then the pounds started packing on. Well, thank goodness I found Chalk, C-H-O-Q, and they're helping real American men just like you maximize your masculinity by boosting your testosterone levels up to 20% over 90 days. Now, I've been taking the Chalk Vitality Stack for over a year now, and not only am I working out, I've now lost 50 pounds. So if you're ready to maximize your masculinity today, go to Chalk, C-H-O-Q.com, and use promo code BEN for a massive discount on any Chalk subscription for life. C-H-O-Q.com, code BEN, limited time offer. Subscription is cancelable at any time. Chalk.com. The impeachment is over. Now the real political risk begins. This is Verdict with Ted Cruz. Welcome back to Verdict with Ted Cruz. I'm Michael Knowles. 
Impeachment is over, finally. <sighs> now you can get a good night's sleep. Now we can get a good night's sleep. But actually, we were talking about this a little bit last episode. Impeachment was always going to end the way it was going to end. It was sure. never going to end in the removal of the president. In some ways, I wonder if impeachment was kind of the safe period for conservatives in politics. And actually, now the real threat begins. We are told every single election cycle, this is the most important election of our lifetimes. Now everything is about 2020. I want to know from your vantage on the inside, in the Senate, what is really at stake in 2020? Look, I, I think it is an unbelievably consequential election and, and, and on a lot of fronts. But, but let's step back. Take, take just the meta level first. Reward and punishment. Mm -hmm. Look back over the last year, over the last three years. Do you like the behavior of the Democrats? <laughs> no. Do you like the, the nuttiness? Do you like the gallop to the left? Do you like the abuse of the Department of Justice and the FBI and targeting the president and attacking the president and impeaching him for partisan purposes? Do you like the squad and AOC attacking Israel, embracing socialism and going nuts? If you do, well, depending on what happens in November, we'll either get a lot more of it or a lot less of it. What, I mean, obviously they've, they've run far to the left. What could happen though? I mean, just beyond more crazy AOC tweets and speeches. If the Democrats are rewarded in November, if they have a good election day. Yeah. Everything we've seen now gets amplified and it gets amplified tenfold. Mm. Politicians are not complicated creatures. <laughs> They react to incentives. If something works, they do it again. They do if more. If it works it. again, they do more of it. They do more of it. And by the way, if it doesn't work, they stop doing it. If they get punished, mm -hmm. look, it's a little bit like when your dog takes a crap on the uh, on the, the sofa. If you whack him with the newspaper, yeah. he'll stop doing that. Uh, politicians need to be <laughs> whacked with newspapers more. Um I think I, that's I think that's an issue that everybody could get behind I, in the whole country. I, I am all for it. Um, except the problem is the newspapers work for the Democrats, so they're not going to whack them. Uh -huh. um, <laughs> and we could take a total digression and go Joe Pesci, good fellows, and whacking politicians, but that's a really bad that, idea. That's no, bad. No, now I, we're going to get I'm, banned from Twitter. I, this I, is actually something I want to ask you about, too. Yes. But okay. I interrupt. Let me give an example. Why do you think it was that Barack Obama was never impeached? Because John Boehner refused to do it? Yeah, but why? I don't know why. Because the Bill Clinton impeachment didn't go well. Huh. So Bill Clinton's president, Republicans impeach him. They get all energized. They bring the impeachment. And what happens? Bill Clinton's approval rating goes up. Hmm. And Republicans' approval rating goes down. Bill Clinton loves it. Because the American people say, look, this guy's actually focusing on what we care about. And who are these crazy mm. Republicans that are focused on, on, on just a partisan fight? Well, so fast forward to the Obama uh, administration. Listen, there were grassroots activists asking all the time, impeach Obama. Now, I'll be clear. I never thought we should impeach Obama, but I would get asked. And this is sure. I ran yeah. in 2012. I'd never been elected to anything. I mean, the, the mm -hmm. first thing I've ever been elected <laughs> in my life is Senate. So I'm running. 
I'd be with activists and they'd say, why don't we impeach Obama? And, and you know, I'd usually say, I wouldn't necessarily argue with them just because yeah. it's not a bad idea. It's not a good idea to get in a fight with like grassroots activists. <laughs> you know, the people you're asking their votes for, yeah. But I just, the answer I would usually give is, you know what? It, it's better, the better solution is beat him at the ballot box. Right. That, that rather than use impeachment, trust democracy or trust the democratic republic we have. We're not a pure democracy, but trust the democratic checks. Now the- so what that means, and, and by the way, every Republican had accepted in Congress, it was received wisdom. Impeaching Clinton was a disaster. We yeah. don't want to do it again. That's why, that, that, that's why they didn't go down that road. If the Democrats win doing this, mm-hmm. every wow. bad behavior gets amplified. So that's the broader meta level, but it's a very real level. Well, that's it, an important point because what you're this saying- This garbage will get, and not just a little worse, a lot worse, like the vindictive, personal, nasty, right. abuse my power, you, be use everything for partisan gain, rip the State of the Union speech. Right. I Look, fast forward to- to where they go if this gets rewarded, mm-hmm. I, I, I I think it's really scary. The point that, that is so interesting here is that I thought we had the final impeachment vote last week, the important impeachment vote. But actually what you're saying is the really important impeachment vote, the vote that is going to tell us what future impeachments will look like or what future behavior from the party that impeached will look like, that actually didn't happen last week. That's going to happen this November. In November. Listen, uh, the Senate acquitted President Trump about 4.30 in the afternoon. Five and a half hours earlier at 11 a.m., Jerry Nadler announces they're, they're, they're subpoenaing John Bolton. That's right. They're not done. This is release the hounds. This is attack. Mm-hmm. This is use everything we've got. And, and if they win in November, all of that gets amplified. Now, let's talk specifics. You're right. Every politician says this it's the, the most, most important, important election. And listen, if it's your rear end on the, uh, I mean, I mean <laughs> it's they the need most important it. to you. <laughs> They're actually not not necessarily lying when they say that. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's just very specific. Uh, yeah, you know, look, do you, re- you remember what Reagan said against against Jimmy Carter, where he where he said, uh, uh, you know, uh, recession is when your neighbor loses his job, depression is when you lose your job, <laughs> and recovery is when Jimmy Carter loses his job. That's right. Um, I mean, all of that is is very real mm-hmm. if it impacts you. But if you look at substantively, I mean, think back to the State of the Union. Think think back to the president reciting all the incredible gains in the economy that, that frankly, if you had predicted three years ago, no one would have believed you. Right. The, the media would have mocked you. That'll never happen. It's impossible. No, we can't bring, bring manufacturing jobs back. We can't see wages rise. We can't mm-hmm. see. Nobody hates taxes more than me. I despise when taxes go up. I think it'll kill jobs. I, I am worried about all of that. That's not keep me up at night kind of fear. What, what actually has me worried about 2020 are the big changes, the changes that are more radical than we've seen before, the changes that won't be so easy to undo. Is there a real risk of that kind of stuff? So listen, I think the very first priority Democrats will have is stay in power forever. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so I, I, sense? I, I think they will look at structural changes. How do they structurally make it so they can never lose? Can they do that? I mean, they ha- they haven't done that before. They haven't, but but they've rarely had the majorities, mm-hmm. and 
You mean majorities in House, Senate, presidency? And the ability to force it through. There have always been checks on it. So, so for example, all right, we wake up January 2021. Mm -hmm. Bernie Sanders is president. Yeah. Chuck Schumer is majority leader. Nancy Pelosi is Speaker of the House. I think one of the first things that happens is they end the filibuster. So the filibuster, you know, the filibuster is one of these terms that everybody kind of knows right. what it means. But what what is the what what is the meaning of the filibuster? What has it meant for American political history? So look, historically, the filibuster meant unlimited debate. It meant you could stand up and talk as long as you want. What, what I did in 2013 <laughs> on right. Obamacare. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and, and when people think of filibuster, they 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 think of of Jimmy Stewart standing up and you know get doing this long long filibuster. I, what it means is a practical matter, though, in the Senate, is that to take up any legislation, you need 60 votes. What it means is the minority okay. has a veto. Even, even you're, you're not controlling the Senate, but you've got enough votes that you can slow things down. Right. Um, that's how the Senate has operated on, on legislation. It, it has been a tool over and over again to just slow things down. Yeah. Um, what's changed? So... When Obama was president, there was a period, so there was a brief period where they had a Democratic supermajority. They had 60 votes. And that's when they took up Obamacare. That's when they were ramming huh. things through when they had 60 votes. And then you remember Ted Kennedy died. Yeah. And that 60th vote, you remember who got elected? A Republican in Massachusetts. Scott Brown. Scott Brown. And it was a national election. Right. Because it was, holy cow, we got to stop this 60th hmm. vote. And it was basically a referendum on, on Obamacare. And the people of Massachusetts right. said, give us a Republican. Now, when has when that last happened? Right, right, because it just opens the door. That doesn't happen a lot, Mm-mm. that one party controls absolutely everything. And when it, when it does happen, they can get through major transformational legislation like Obamacare. So when they fell to 59, there were some old bull Democrats who wouldn't end the filibuster. It was just, it was a different Democratic Party in 2009 than it is in 2020. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You can see that. The the, the Democratic caucus in the Senate, every one of them would vote to end the filibuster. By the way, we saw them do that with Harry Reid when they ended the filibuster on judges. This is what makes me very nervous about it because— for, for so long, the filibuster was sacred because whatever party had the majority knew that eventually one day they'd be in the minority. So, all right, let's assume you're Chuck Schumer's political strategist. Yeah. And your objective is stay in power forever. What, what do you want to do? You want to, number one, change the electorate. You yeah. want to change who's voting. <laughs> What's the easiest way to do that? Illegal immigration. But not just illegal immigration, make everyone here illegally citizens. Yes, the estimates vary 11 million, 12 million. I've seen estimates as high as 18, 20 million people here illegally. No one really knows. Uh, but I think right at the top of the priority list is make as many illegal aliens as possible, citizens and voters, instantaneously. Because those, those new voters are much more likely to vote for yeah, Democrats. I think they're convinced they will vote Democratic. And by the way, that's not true with Hispanic voters generally. I mean, in Texas, right. I, I get over 40% of the Hispanic vote in Texas. Yeah. I, I did in 2012. I did, did in 2018. But those are legal Hispanic citizens. Very those are people who, who follow right. the rules. 
the Democrats have gone all in on 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 gambling that that illegal aliens are going to vote Democrat. So that's a big structural change, ending the filibuster, and then through that, if they control everything, you get amnesty for maybe tens of millions of people. And, and think about the voting consequences. Where are illegal aliens concentrated? Florida. Yeah. Florida turns bright blue and never votes Republican again. Texas. Texas mm-hmm. becomes a Democratic state. North Carolina. Colorado. Arizona, New Mexico. If Republicans lose Texas, we're never it, becoming it, president it's again. It's game right? over. Yeah. If they do just that, let's assume they right. do nothing else. They enact the filibuster and they make 12 million illegal alien citizens. That's no, it. No, game no, over for us at the national level. And you don't think Chuck Schumer and Bernie Sanders want to do that? Right, of course. So let's talk about the Senate. If they take the Senate, let's assume they have 51, 52 uh, Democratic senators. I think high on their list, get more Democratic senators. How do you get, are you going to annex Greenland? Uh, they won't do that. <laughs> the tr- uh, Trump wants Mostly because they made fun of Trump for it. Um, I have to admit it was a very interesting idea. But, but you know what they can do? They can make the District of Columbia state. Washington, D.C. Washington, D.C. And by the way, Washington, D.C. is is like an 85% Democratic city. You want a state guaranteed to elect Democrats for all eternity. D.C. as a state would be the most liberal state in the country. And they've proposed it before. Joe Lieberman proposed it right before he left the Senate. And and so if you're Chuck Schumer, you make D.C. a state and suddenly you get two brand new uh, Democratic senators that will never lose. Right. Puerto Rico becoming a state. Now, it's interesting. There's some debate. You get debate whether if Puerto Rico is a state, would they elect Republicans? Would they elect Democrats? I don't know the answer to that, but yeah. I can tell you the Democratic Party thinks they'd elect Democrats. Thinks it would be a win for them. So you, you, you could have a situation with some real probability that you add four Democratic senators. And the then US. suddenly you're trying to say, how do you get the Senate back? And instead of being yeah. down 51-49, you're down 56-49. Yeah. 55-49. Don't, I did, no one told me there'd be math on this. <laughs> um, okay, so, so, so not only that, let's take a big priority uh, of Democrats right now, and I think one of the first bills they would pass if they take control, which is national instantaneous voter registration. Hmm. No, no, look, that sounds kind of boring. Okay. Right, right. So right now it's uh, voter registration is done by the states and you've got to sign up for it. State and local level. And and there are a lot of state and local levels that combat voter fraud. The Democrats want a federal takeover. They want to put the states and local governments out of the election business. Why? And make everyone immediately an eligible voter Hmm. because they don't, it's the same reason they fight photo ID. They don't want to see photo ID on voting. Um, because it's harder to steal elections. It, 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 you want to talk about structurally ensuring they stay in power. You know, we're seeing them do this at the local level where I am in California, where I am when I'm not in Washington. It, they pass these laws, motor voter laws. So you get instantaneous registration at the DMV. You even see ballot harvesting. So this idea. Oh, and, and by the way, I wouldn't put it past them to have electronic voting, to have number one, a holiday, a mandated yeah. federal holiday on election day. Huh. And electronic voting, because, you know, we've seen how well that worked in Iowa. <laughs> right? so you know, they'll, they'll have the same guy, Robbie Mook, 
um, who, what a name. Um, worked for uh, Mrs. Clinton. Uh, he was he was Hillary Clinton, I guess, her campaign manager. And he was behind that app that completely botched the Iowa caucuses. So, so instead, we'll just have the entire elections run through an app. But don't right. worry, if it's not Democratic operatives running the app, it'll be big tech. Be- because we can trust big tech to be in charge <laughs> they of our would elections. never censor conservatives have a political bias and as bad as they are now yeah in a democratic in a bernie sanders administration they would th- i am not exaggerating when i say this podcast could very well be off the air but well because social media the, these big tech companies they go after conservatives even when the Republicans have the Senate, when you can grill them, drag them to the Capitol. Which I've done a bunch of which times. Which in particular, you've done a lot. And when Republicans have the White House. So you're saying there's- And the Department of Justice and the executive right. branch. Right. So they're nervous. Look, big tech right now doesn't want DOJ to break them up under the antitrust laws. Yeah. You get Bernie Sanders in power, they're going to come in. Look, a lot of the Democrats, when, when, do you remember when Mark Zuckerberg testified in the Senate and there were like 45 senators? Yeah. It was the Commerce Committee and Judiciary yeah. Committee. I was one of them that grilled Mark Zuckerberg. Just about every senator grilled him, both Democrats and Republicans. Mm-hmm. It was actually a fascinating moment. But if you listened, it was like two ships passing in the night because what the Democrats were saying was, why the hell did you let Donald Trump win? <laughs> so they weren't saying what the Republicans were saying is why are you censoring people? What the Democrats were saying is why Actually, didn't you censor? The Republicans them? were kind of meandering around like <laughs> so, so. So what's this internet thingy again? It's How a system does it of work? tubes. <laughs> I, it was it was not the most effective cross examination in the history of the Senate. But the Democrats were calling for more censorship. That they were saying you let these crazy conservatives speak and look what happened. Yeah, and 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 they'll put it in the frame of let's stop lying. And, and so they'll, they, they, they'll tell big tech, big tech's already going down this road, but, but imagine it accelerated with the federal government. They define as a lie mm-hmm. anything they disagree with. Right. Medicare for all is, is bad. That's a lie. Where we're just going to say you can't, you can't lie. And that means you can't disagree. Did you ever read 1984? I did, yeah. George so, Orwell. So I actually read 1984 in 1984. <laughs> Um, I, I was in eighth grade. I actually thought it was totally cool. Mr. Waugh was our teacher and he assigned 1984 in 1984. We're all like, all right, that's, that's kind of cool. But, but you remember the propaganda, we're at war with Eurasia. We've always been at war with Eurasia. This is the totalitarian government. They're always just saying we're at war with Eurasia. We've always been at war. But then they switch it. They they switch it to, (laughs) and and suddenly what, what was said in the past is no longer operative. Right. Big tech has that kind of power. They they control information. They, they can control disappear the flow of information. you, yeah. and 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 then throw in our right, economic policies, not just repealing the tax cuts, massive new taxes. Yeah, I mean crushing new taxes, yeah. uh, regulatory. Right, who do you right. think? Uh, who do you think will be EPA administrator? <laughs> I, I dread your answer. I, I, how about AOC? Oh, no. Oh, no. I, I, and, and I'm not exaggerating. If you have a President Sanders or a President Warren, why wouldn't they put someone like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez in? So I, when I asked you what was at stake here, I was kind of hoping you would just tell me they're going to raise your taxes, and I'm going to hate that, but I'll get over it. This is sufficiently terrifying that before 
all of this happens and they shut down everybody who writes uh, into the mailbag? Uh, Attorney General Kamala Harris. No, I don't. I can't hear anymore. Supreme this. Court no. <laughs> Justice Barack Obama. No, you don't mean that. And by the way, not just one. Look, the, the, the Democrats are talking about packing the Supreme Court. In other words, expanding right. it from nine. The number they're talking about is to 15 justices. So six brand new justices. I, I am terrified. At, at the end of all of, I am, the thought of Supreme Court Justice Barack Obama alone would be enough. So before all of this happens and before we have to go, I, I want to get to a mailbag question before all of our listeners are censored from Bill. What is the most important thing for you to accomplish in the Senate after all of this impeachment stuff blows over? Let's take two phases. Between now and election day, we're going to confirm judges, keep confirming good, effective judges. That's pretty good. Um, and the most important thing I'll do is, is defend the principles of liberty. It's why we're doing mm -hmm. this podcast. Right. It's why I'm trying to engage is take on socialism, fight back on the forces that are trying to strip our liberty, defend free enterprise, and defend the Constitution. Uh, more broadly, in, in, in terms of policy, uh, the legislation I'm most proud of having passed mm. is legislation that I introduced as part of the tax cut bill that expanded school choice. I, I mm. think school choice, it is the most important civil rights issue facing America. Now, for a lot of people, it's their only ticket out of poverty. And, you know, President Trump, during his State of the Union, called on Congress to pass my school choice legislation. That that it's a hundred billion dollars in 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 federal tax credits for businesses and for individuals that contribute to scholarship granting organizations that are giving scholarships to to kids K through twelve yeah. and also to adults in vocational training. Hundred billion dollars. You want to talk about transformational? Yeah. Um, Education is a gateway, and, and, and if yeah. we empower kids to choose the school that's best for them, th th that has the ability to change the world. But uh, unfortunately now, the Democrats have the House, the, Senate, the Republicans have the Senate, so there's not going to be a lot of legislating. Last question. That won't happen between now and Election Day, but if we have a good good election in 2020, I think it can then happen Then there's a chance forward. that we could—I mean, and, and that I guess that gets to the whole point of the show, is there, there is so much at stake here. Last question is just a personal question. From Alex, does it bother you that the impeachment vote could have been taken three minutes after the start of all of this and it would have produced the same results? You know, it actually doesn't. Um, there was a lot of debate early on and online about should we do a motion to dismiss at the outset? Yeah. Um, and I thought that was an ill-advised strategy. Why? Uh, a couple of reasons. Number one, if we'd done a motion to dismiss at the outset, I think we probably would have lost it. Huh. I think some of the wobbly Republicans that we had to work to get, they weren't there at the outset of this. Right. We had to get them they there. They wanted the process to play out. But number two, we all saw that the House was a kangaroo court. Yeah. I don't think it actually would have served the Constitution or the country for the Senate to be seen as a kangaroo court or in fact be one. And, right. and, and so just throwing it out on day one, I think we had a responsibility to say, we're going to do a fair trial. Mm -hmm. The House has voted. That constitutionally is a big deal. Even if you did it abusively, it's a big deal yeah. when the House votes out articles of impeachment. We're going to have a fair trial. We're going to hear from both sides. You can present your case. We will listen to your case. And we're going to follow the law. I think that was the right way to do it. And the, the other reason why I like it, uh, just personally, is because 
by dragging it out. It actually was very instructive. I guess that's the whole point of this podcast was to be instructive on what is really happening, what impeachment means, how it works. Unfortunately, this episode of the podcast has instructed me of all the many horrors that could befall us after November. So I'm probably not going to sleep between now and our next podcast, but it's a lot to think on and it's important to know what the stakes really are. That's all the time we have. I'm Michael Knowles. This is Verdict with Ted Cruz. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.